Brooke doesn't have no. lyrics. What? I don't think. That's madness. It's too busy being a poster. <laughs> too busy. <laughs> Sounds like my life. Can you pull them up on your phone real quick? Oh, my God. My phone's in the other room, I think. <laughs> God damn. I'm trying to... <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to focus. You here. should know it by now. Uh, yeah, they only, they only sang it like three times in the movie. Yeah, and well, I need to tell people that you didn't know what a churro was before uh. today, <laughs> <laughs> because see, Cameron just there's so many random things he's just never heard of. Are you trying to say I'm uncultured? No, because churros are like Americans like them and have them a lot, so it's like. It's they're referenced a lot in media. Like it's not like a just Spain thing. I blame my mom. She kept me sheltered from the churros. <laughs> That's surprising. Do you call them churros? Yes. What what part you want to start at? To be something, girl. <laughs> I can't exactly remember how it goes, so I'm just gonna be winging it anyway. I'm off the deep end. Okay, let's start. At, I'm off the. That's the chorus. Are you going to sing it with me? No. Oh, come on. We got to do it like a duet. Nope. Okay. I'm off the deep end. Watch as I dive in. I'll never meet the ground. That was almost the tune. <laughs> Crash the surface where they can't hurt us. We're far from the shallow now. You only heard it a million times in the trailer. It's the trailer song. You're pretty close in that second part. I'm sorry. Why? Because I don't know it perfectly for you well, and for you listeners. I know because you don't listen to the trailers. <laughs> I really liked Shallow. If, it's a if, beautiful song. If you're not aware, Shallow is the song from the trailer of... The movie we're covering today, A Star is Born. A Star is Born. I'm very excited about because it's been like a decade in the making of me standing Lady Gaga. It's a big deal. This is a huge deal. It's a huge deal. So this has been an episode in the making also. We've been waiting to do it (laughs) all year. We've been warning y'all since way back. (laughs) Way back when? Like literally when the date came out of its release, I... I warned y'all. We started from the bottom. Now we're here. Oh, my God. Yeah, we saw it on Friday. I had to wait four asshole days. Wow. (laughs) Four asshole days. Four four days. (laughs) You're trying to say I was an asshole for making you wait. Uh, No, I'm just saying you shouldn't question my love because I waited. You know, it's like that's a big deal that I waited. Well, I did question your love for a little while, but... (laughs) After this last week, no, no more questioning. <laughs> yeah. And Aww. I don't question yours because you finally memorized my burrito order. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It took me a few weeks. <laughs> years. Oh, anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we warned y'all when we found out it's October 5th. We saw it on October 5th, which is yeah. like the technical wide release date. But there's been screenings like uh, since All Tuesday. September? No, so oh. no, since Tuesday. Okay. So October 3rd or whatever. Right. October 2nd. And that's what I mean by I waited a few days because Cameron has late classes most days. So we didn't, mm-hmm. we weren't able to go during the week, but we finally made it out last night on Friday and I was so excited. I wore my Lady Gaga shirt, my uh, Lady Gaga shirt from the Joanne 
Couture, which is a long sleeve. I'm very proud I could afford a long sleeve, finally, even though they're way overpriced. <laughs> did and we ever talk about our Lady Gaga experience? I think we did in our year in review oh, podcast. Yeah. So if you, if you want to listen back, it's like our 2017 year in review. I think we talked about Joanne. Yeah. And... We're going to see her again in January, so maybe we'll talk about it in our next year in review or We better. Whatever. I mean, and that sounds like a perfect timing for it, too. Yeah, we're going to see her Vegas tour, Enigma, in January. Enigma. In Vegas. I'm excited. And what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So I wore my Lady Gaga shirt, and I used to have probably like 10 Lady Gaga shirts. I remember in high school, I dared myself. Not, not really. You know when you want to do something but you have to frame it so that your friend dares you to do it <laughs> like <laughs> I'm i made giving zelenia a strange look because <laughs> i don't understand basically i made my friend dare me to wear a lady gaga shirt a different lady gaga shirt every day of the week did for, you really yeah but like i just what wanted was the point i just wanted to show off how many lady gaga shirts <laughs> I where did you get these lady gaga shirts did you order them of course on her and, website and on the tours i saw oh, okay so yeah. how many shows did you go to i've been i went to the fame ball which was her first tour oh, i went cool I went you got to, to see her like to, in the pivotal yeah, years and that, then man that change. tour is amazing and that tour i think is really when i fell in love with her obviously i was fan enough to go and i went with like my family and mm-hmm. like my mom and my godparents I mean, yeah that makes sense how young you were yeah i was pretty young and we go, that show is where I, I really fell in love with her for reals. Because, I mean, I, I had to have been a fan to go, but it's there is when, I don't know, she's just so powerful and she's very, like, proud of how she sings live and mm. is very against not singing live, which was very much a staple of pop mm-hmm. music stars to lip sync mm. at their shows. And just very also she she would just give speeches in the middle of her shows about just being yourself and doing your art and you know very inspirational so i think that's where it, it began and in those shows is where i also realized she has an amazing voice because mm. you know in her early days she didn't get to show off that much and everyone thought of her kind of as a joke i can see some parallels in the Definitely. character that she played yeah. In this movie with Which, that. Yeah, right now we're not going to say spoilers, really. More general stuff. So Yeah, so we don't want to spill any beans of what happens in the movie. We want this to be a pure, safe space for <laughs> anybody who hasn't seen the movie yet to yeah. still enjoy our podcast here in the first bit of it. So we're just going to kind of cover the basic groundwork, the stuff that is very just factual. Yeah. So if you don't know, we're Heike Book Club. Oh, um, I forgot who we were. I know. We we went on a little hiatus <laughs> <laughs> because we were, we're still, I mean, still working on a lot of big projects, but it just got kind of crazy there. And we'll be back. Hopefully we might miss a week or, you know, we'll see because we have a lot going on. Mm-hmm. But 
So we thank, will try our best. We will. And we just want to thank everybody for their patience. All of our <laughs> dedicated listeners, we know that we've left you high and dry, but we're back. High key and dry. Yeah. <laughs> but we're we're back in the mix and we're yes. saucy and we're, we're on fire. We're lit for this. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> they oh actually they say that it. in the movie. Yeah, they did. Yeah. I was upset. Uh, uh, it's not a spoiler. It's not an important no, moment. No, and it's early and yeah. it's just casual, but yeah. still. It's just funny. But w- oh, yeah. What did you want to say? I don't know. Okay. Well, I was going to mention something cool that I think is cool, at least. is About the, about the movie? Well, I hadn't well, finished. No, no, no. Uh, Welcoming uh, back from our oh, yeah. high hiatus. Okay, go ahead. We're High Key Book Club. We are High Key Book Club. And we discuss movies and TV here. We do. And the first part of the podcast is spoiler-free, as we mentioned. And then the second part of the podcast will warn you is spoilers and we'll go into what we thought of the movie so if you've seen the movie you can continue on to that part yep there will be a musical break to indicate this yeah and i'm zeleny oh zeleny hi i'm cameron i just wanted to say something cool is when we first met our first conversation included talking about lady gaga and i remember that was something really cool i liked about you was that Uh. you enjoyed lady gaga and you were really dedicated you were a true fan you spoke about your love for her and passion for her in a way that i had never heard anybody say before so it was really moving and and i I had to learn more wow we talked about your love Taylor Swift. Oh yeah, that's right. As well, which is interesting, and it's not like as not deep, as deep, not as deep. Um, <laughs> no, for and sure. I'm not saying that to be shady. I'm just saying like because I, I know yeah your history of her albums you like, but like it, it was still interesting that because mm-hmm. it's it's very common to hate on her, which I feel very kind of indifferent about her. Like some songs I've liked, some you know, mm-hmm. I'm not like a. This was pre reputation. Right. <laughs> it was, but... I was still caught up in the blank space, babe. Yeah, I love blank space. But anyway, yeah, I, I've i been very passionate about Lady Gaga. Like, she's not, probably one of the only artists that it's like, moves me this much. Mm. And I was just very excited and proud of her having to this, having Having made it to the big screen? Yeah, having this new chapter of people discovering because the past few years have kind of been a rediscovery and renaissance of gaga and people ever since the super bowl which everyone knew would happen all of her fans knew people are going to start saying wow she can sing Mm -hmm. because when you hear it's only when you hear her live that you realize the power of her voice and you know so the super bowl was like the biggest and most mainstream event all year so that's we all knew, all her fans knew that it was going to bring on a she can sing, wow, kind of reaction from a lot of people. I'm glad that that... Yeah. Yeah, she, she used it the right way. Yeah. That platform, and I think it served for her benefit. I don't know if this project was already in the works before she signed on I to do the Super Bowl. I think it actually was, because yeah. she did... The 2017 Super Bowl, mm. right? Yeah, so this, I would imagine they yeah, so, already had this planned. Yeah, this was starting in 2016. And in Five Foot Two, her documentary on Netflix mm-hmm. that came out last year, the beginning of the documentary is when Bradley Cooper, when she accepts oh. to be in this role. And Bradley Cooper sends her a lot of flowers. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. So 
that you know it's in the works around that time and twenty six late twenty sixteen and Joanne era mm-hmm. it's filming and so the Super Bowl happens after. Great. But yeah, I'm I'm just very excited for her to be seen as an actress now too. Because I've always just if you if you're a fan of her, you know she comes from a the- theatrical background, mm-hmm. which makes sense if you think about all her stunts and costumes she's pulled in her early days, but she yeah, she she comes from acting. She she's wanted to be an actress and she did do American Horror Story and got her Emmy there, but I don't think people thought of her very much as an actress. I don't know if she and I don't know where her acting chops were at that point. Right. Or like what kind of training she went through just for I, this I role. Can't, I can't watch American Horror Story because I'm too scared. It makes sense. <laughs> That's why you'll never find us covering a horror movie. I know, I'm sorry. On Heike Book Club. Hey, we did get out, which is pretty close. Yeah. Stranger Things. Um I, we can do sci-fi. Definitely a thriller. We can do thriller sci-fi. It just has to be good. Too. We actually have a pretty spooky movie in the works <laughs> for covering later this month. We're yeah, really excited. We're excited. It's gonna be a torture. Yeah. Dun dun dun. Torture. I'm trying to be gross and menacing. Ew! It's I'm not. It's not. I can't handle it. I'm <laughs> like a scaredy cat. No, oh, sorry. I'm, oh, that's no. my horrible attempt at a psycho. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like a party. I was thinking Wreck It Ralph. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Fix it, Felix. Oh my God, we're going to cover. Are we going to oh, cover yeah. it? Wreck It Ralph 2. Oh, breaks please. the internet. Oh, I'll just call it Wreck It Ralph 2. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so that'll be down the line. Oh, the holidays, they're coming so fast. <laughs> I'm excited. So we are going to get into just talking about where the movie stands, a little bit of its pre-production, the production things that went on uh, yeah. in the making of the film, maybe a little bit of the statistics uh, yeah. since it's been released, and then we'll head on to the uh, deeper discussion. So it's 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 fairly known that this is Bradley Cooper's directorial debut. Oh, yeah. He's had director, I mean, from what I was reading, he's had director aspirations for a while. And this is kind of the first. He produced American Sniper, right? Which he starred mm-hmm, in and mm-hmm. was a big Oscar movie, 2014-ish. And I guess from there, he kind of jumped up. But like that kind of gave him credibility. I find it really weird when, I, th- I think we talked about this, talking about this movie before a while ago about, directing this thing you're starring in Mm because that's like weird and i was thinking oh that's a spoiler i can't we'll talk about it later but (laughs) it's just that's a weird thing kind of well it's a weird thing but it's not uncommon right Uh, it it feels a little like i think just by essence it feels narcissistic sure but like it not doesn't mean necessarily it is it just feels like because he wrote directed it and starred right (laughs) so that's typical also of what's his face zach braff I don't know who that is. The guy from Scrubs. Oh, okay. And he did Garden State and oh, those yeah. indie type movies. I don't, that's a, yeah, not familiar with that into the world. But on that note, there actually was a very successful Chinese action movie this past year where the lead had also directed it. And he, that's what the lead star uh, had directed the movie. And that's, um, so that's what I'm just saying. It's not as uncommon as no, one I'm not saying but it's uncommon. It's also I'm saying it seems narcissistic. Sh- sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, movies in some sense could be argued as narcissistic. Right. I don't <laughs> but know. after a certain period of experience, you are able to make that case that you can be a director and 
lead star at the same time. Well, he did a he did a good job. Clearly, you, you think so? I think so. I agree. Yeah, he. It was written by three people, as we mm-hmm. see here in my booklet Zeleni, from the album I bought. Zeleni went and bought the album. Oh, yes. She is a dedicated Gaga fan, yes. so much so. She she believes that any true music fan, a fan <laughs> of a musician, is only a fan as much as they're willing to go out and actually purchase the record. I agree. Which makes well, sense. Well, I said that, and you agree. I do. And, yeah. I've and I don't do it. <laughs> Oh my god! But but I don't you illegally have, download music. You have 1989. I do. Well, I. <laughs> what did you steal I, it? <laughs> come on, give me some credit. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> cut me some slack. I actually had a Secret Santa and. Oh my god! I got Art Pop through uh, Secret Santa. Yeah. Oh, that's great. But was it I through an employer? It. No, it was uh, my org. Sure. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I had uh, a job. Student work. I had a job at a restaurant in Houston and we had a secret Santa and actually the manager, one of the managers got me as their secret Santa. So he asked me, he was very blunt. He was just like, what do you want? And I said, honestly, what I would love is the Taylor Swift 1989 album. And because it was literally the year it had come out. And so and I hadn't had an album in forever. And I think I had just got a car that year, too. So it was like it made sense to have a CD. So I asked him for that. And when I got it. There was a second disc in there, and it was Bone Thugs and Harmony Greatest Hits. What is that? <laughs> Bone Thugs and Harmony? Mm, okay, I don't know what that is. You it's don't know what churros are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, only that's 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 a low cut or I deep cut. I don't know it. <laughs> uh, yeah, Bone Thugs and Harmony, they were, a, I guess, like hip-hop R&B group in Got the it. probably late 80s, early 90s, mid-90s. Got it. Yeah, anyways, so, oh, it was just like a funny contrast to Taylor Swift. Yeah, that, that's a good And point. very much his flavor, because he was kind of poking fun at me wanting that album out of all of the things. And Wait, so, so was 1999 not in there? No, no it was. they were both in there? Yeah. Okay, But he it. was, like, trying to throw in something else to, like, beef it up, for yeah, lack yeah, of yeah. better words. Got it. <laughs> so. Well, yeah. So I it was similar with me. I, I revealed, or I was very vocal about wanting our pop mm-hmm. for that Secret Santa, because I thought it's an easy gift for someone to give me. You're right. Because it's like... I, I knew I it wanted is. it and mm-hmm. I knew I want I was gonna buy it, but I was like, might as well like blast it out so that they know and he he, he got it for me. So that's the only one I haven't purchased, but like I, I would have. Right. You know. But you have it. And somebody did purchase it yes, for you, so exactly. that's what matters. I mean, in all due respect, I do have Apple Music, so they get my streaming. No, yeah. Revenue, I have but, Spotify as well. So yeah. but I always regardless, I, I still buy the album even though I have Spotify and I listen to everything on there anyway <laughs> but i just like like to uh, it's support good, right. I, I, and you have a collection yeah i do I, I recently bought dirty computer by janelle monet because i'm i love that album even though i haven't That's heard great. it yet but like i mean i've heard the album on spotify <laughs> but <laughs> i mean the physical one i just it's just nice to have in my collection you're right I'm excited. uh so Zeleni bought the uh, cd yeah. at target and she has the inner billfold which uh, yeah, the little shows. the little booklet on the inside is actually a poster that folds out, and it's Gaga and Bradley Cooper hugging romantically. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and um, it's cool, you know. So I have a little bit of zine experience, zine making, <laughs> and they do this really cool thing. So it's all folded in probably what a three by four, and yeah. when you flip it around on the other side, it has a full poster of 
Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper embracing yeah. each other deeply. But we're as we were talking about at the very beginning of this, it doesn't have the lyrics because the, it's it's busy. What There's the a lot of space. What taken. the heck? Who published this? I'm gonna write <laughs> them a nasty comment. Interscope Records. It's like you do all this. That's messed up. Yeah, it's fun. What? No, it's just messed up. That they don't have the lyrics. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's becoming less common. I when I it's making me think because I did a zine that's similar to this where it folds out like that to show a poster on the other side. But I was just remembering that I so it was a giant photograph in black and white. But I put the I put a poem next to the oh. image. Well, so at least there were some lyrics. Well, but this is a poster. It's not trying to be a poem poster. Yeah, but it could be. It could have been, but and they, it been they didn't. It, they went simple. This is a more simple aesthetic movie. Uh, it's country. Benefit of the doubt. Anyway, this is the third remake of A Star is Born. So Three this, stars have been born? Four. Four? So this is the third remake. So like... Holy. The original, first remake, second My remake, third goodness. remake. Yeah. How do you... I don't know. I would feel so a uh, fraud. If I, <laughs> fraud? <laughs> yeah, I would just feel so... I don't want to say fake, but like... I'm 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 spinning, I'm I'm trying to reinvent a wheel that's been reinvented but it, two other times. But they times. did it well. No, I agree. So it, I think it's a general and like classic enough storyline that it can be changed enough to be still interesting. Mm. Because I I went and read the synopses for every other mm-hmm. movie, and they are pretty different, and okay. they're different kind of genres of music. Stuff like that that I feel like make it fun to reinvent. So none of them had done country like this before? No. Okay. No. And, you know, all the music for A Star is Born was written by Gaga and actually a lot of people, but as well, a big part was, what's his face? Uh, Lucas Nelson, son of Willie Nelson. Oh. Yeah. And apparently Bradley Cooper approached him. That was his band, right? Yeah, that yeah. was yeah that was his band. So he's the featured band for this fictional character mm-hmm. that Bradley Cooper plays. Yeah, but it's a real band. Yeah, and it's Lucas Nelson's Willie, Willie, Willie Nelson's, Nelson's kid. son. Yeah, Bradley Cooper approached him to see if he would write some songs because it's like his genre, I guess. And he ended up writing a lot and co-writing with Gaga a lot. Gaga is a very accomplished songwriter. Mm-hmm. Um, she's written stuff for other pop stars as well, and. That's another thing I really appreciate about her, too. She writes a lot of her stuff, and that makes it more, you know, personal. Mm-hmm. So were these uh, mostly all original songs? They were all original, except, like, Lovie and Rose and sure. stuff like that. Okay. But, yeah, they were. So that, that's cool. why it's not like a remake, as in, like, there's this song that's famous, and it's in every right. iteration, or, like, the same song. You know, it's... Have, uh, did any of the songs make it on the charts? Yeah. Shallow was on the number one for a while. Oh, I didn't know. Um, oh. Yeah. And, in, and like August, Stuff's September. been climbing. Yeah. I just, I follow so many Twitter Stan Gaga accounts that like I've been seeing the progress and tracking of everything. So Shallow's been doing pretty well. And I think the soundtrack just released the same day as the movie. As mm-hmm. you saw, I was going to Target every day to see if <laughs> they put it out early. It's but true. We were there Thursday night, yeah, but 10 they, p.m. <laughs> they didn't. No luck. They didn't ch- take it out. <laughs> so, yeah, the soundtrack barely. I haven't checked now. I'll probably see it on Twitter next week mm-hmm. how good it's doing. But I think it's doing well. We'll see. So yeah, these, well, it sounds like Shallow was like this live cut. 
It was, but they now went with the soundtrack release. They released a radio edit that's not okay live sounding. Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> so yeah, it's, this is the third remake, and it's been sort of in the works since 2011. Mm. So it's been a while that they've been wanting to do this remake. Did they want to do the country version since the beginning? I don't think so necessarily. Okay. Um, I don't think they'd gone that route yet. And it changed. It's it's changed a lot. They weren't like a rap star is born. Maybe, maybe they would go more R and B because uh, you know who originally was gonna play Beyonce. Yes. How'd you know that? Did you look well, it up? No, I didn't. I just oh. a a guest, but B it was an informed guest because she has some acting background. Got it. Yeah, yeah, she does. That I I, I didn't know that and. That, I thought that was very interesting. Like, mm-hmm. that would be very interesting because I feel like now, back, I feel like Beyonce hasn't acted in a long time, right? Right. No, I agree. And well, she did her fa- uh, formation. Well, no, no, that's video, different. But that's, it's different. That's she, like she, she's just become her own empire. Right. 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 You know, she doesn't need the Hollywood system. Exactly. But she's got her own channel. She has, yeah, her visual albums, which is. A whole other interesting genre, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily, it's not theatrical mm-hmm. release mm-hmm. type of stuff. And I just think it'd be interesting to see her act post her big, like, like she blew up as like a big icon mm-hmm. after she acted. Mm-hmm. So like she hasn't acted since she's, and she doesn't need to, I guess, but she could. She and, could. And I'm just wondering to. how this movie would be be received right now i feel like it'd be getting so much hype because she's so beloved for sure but i think her and gaga have kind of been peers for a while i don't think gaga has the same like cultural pop cultural references that people make of beyonce like beyonce's seen as very like perfect Mm -hmm. um and gaga's seen as like weird and crazy more Mm -hmm. so it's like they're both referenced a lot in pop culture but not like in the same way but I do think they're kind of peers in that a little bit. No, Beyonce's older or like longer career, mm-hmm. but she, I don't know. They're similar in talent, I would say. I, I agree. But different. But I don't know. I, I think that'd be interesting. I just, I just, it made me think. It definitely would be interesting. And I wouldn't mind seeing her come back to the screen. I think people would receive it really well. I think so too. Who knows what she's up to these days? She's yeah. she's a mom. Right. She's, she's trying to. It's true. Does Lady Gaga have any kids? No. Yeah. She yeah she actually dropped out in 2012 because of her pregnancy. Uh, but then in 2015 she was kind of rejoining. Oh. But then she didn't end up and. Yeah. There's a lot of people that were trying to play both Bradley Cooper's character and Gaga's and it was like, I mean it was seven years of however yeah. many since 2011 so. A lot of people were considered and hmm. asked, like DiCaprio and Will Smith, and I don't know. Will <laughs> it, Smith. It's just random. I'm surprised. I feel like, is Bradley Cooper trying to be Matthew McConaughey mm. in this? Yeah. Does Mac- Matthew McConaughey sing? No. Are you sure? I feel like he could with his voice, like his twang. I definitely think he could. He, I mean, there's he has a rhythm with his uh, way of speaking. Right, that's like very what rhythmic. is known for mm-hmm. as his trademark. And he's very poetic when he gives public speeches. Mm. 
but I've never known him to sing. Well, Bradley Cooper, too. Yeah. Like, he had to take a lot of voice lessons, and actually, Lucas Nelson was the one that really coached him a lot. I see. I don't think this is so much of a spoiler, but I just want to take a moment to really appreciate Bradley Cooper's uh, voice acting. Yeah. His acting in general, but the voice acting in this movie was... It, it was just, insane. Yeah. It it took me to another world with, I, I just, I, I look past Bradley Cooper. Yeah. And that's so important for me. When you're a star like that, it's difficult to look past. I want to, you know, and I hate to say this about my, my dog, but Leonardo DiCaprio, oh. he's somebody who, I mean, he's great at accents and he does really cool, wonderful accents. But at the end of the day, I still can't look past Leonardo DiCaprio in any of his roles, really. Look at him when you say I, that. I, <laughs> it's Looking just like I, I see Leo. And this was <laughs> one of those uh, different types of moments where I didn't see Bradley Cooper. I saw this whole totally different person on the screen. I felt a totally different person. Um, than I'm used to. I agree. And he did a phenomenal job in that voice. Uh, the voice acting really takes you into a different soul. And, and it's phenomenal. Yeah. It's phenomenal. It's, my last note about it is he did a really great job of staying true to the slurred uh, yeah. aspect of the Southern alcoholic. Is that okay to say? Uh, eh, stop no. there. Okay. Uh, but, <laughs> but he still articulated perfectly so to me it was a very expert of him because he was able to still capture the essence of the character while maintaining clarity and understanding what we were what he was saying what we were hearing from him in the words so good very good work yeah i definitely agree i i definitely agree about that he did a great job and he had to change a lot Mm because of himself like gaga it's a more her character is more similar to her in a lot of ways. But, like, it's a big transformation for the general public to see her this way. But mm-hmm. she's a very good fit for this character. Mm-hmm. I agree. And she actually, I read that she insisted in true Gaga fashion to sing live in the movie. Oh, fantastic. Both of them. Great. So that inspired Bradley Cooper to really perfect his voice because <laughs> you can't rely on too much i mean gosh you're you're that's so interesting because she she just gets annoyed in movies seeing the lip syncing and i totally agree with that and i'm so glad yeah and i felt well okay we're no okay. we keep going to we're gonna come back to that okay yeah and this is this is a musical but it's an organic musical which i was trying to figure out with cameron <laughs> if that is the right term for it but i think it is because I remember it was talked about during Glee times. They would call Glee an organic musical because that means that everyone in the movie, the characters know the character is singing. Mm-hmm. It's not like High School Musical or La La Land where they're just singing, but it's not acknowledged that they sang this mm-hmm. whole song. Right. <laughs> and when they stop singing, they just go Keep back going. into yeah. normal life. <laughs> that kind of thing. Or like in High School Musical, they're singing about hating to sing or how it's not okay to sing and dance you know Mm. it's it's extra ironic i mean the ability to sing is so intricately woven into the plot of this movie right so it's hard to separate the two and and just not acknowledge it i mean i don't know if i would really call this a musical but i think it it is considered it's like a drama musical 
Sure. I think it's good. I, I liked that as well as being an organic musical, which I appreciate because it makes it feel real because the mm-hmm. characters know everyone's singing. Uh, but I appreciate I feel like the music was well placed where it didn't feel like it was dragging on or like unnecessary music. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I feared maybe in some parts I it would be like they would just stick in songs like a music video. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it never felt like too long. Yeah, I never got that from this. Which is good. Because for musicals, for me, it can be like that easily. Definitely. And on that point, why I would still say I don't know that it's quite a musical in the way I think of musicals is there weren't any real dance routines that I right. can remember. It's not like a theatrical spectacle. She did have some dance moments. Oh, I, yeah. I, yeah, she did. Yeah, 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 I get it. It's so, not a choreographed number so quite it, in a way that we, we expect to hear in a musical or, or sorry, to see in a musical. So I think I would call it a musical movie, but not a musical theater. Oh, great distinction. Genre. Yeah. Because it's like musical. It's not musical theater, but Mm -hmm. it's like musical and that music is integrated. Right. But anyway. Okay, cool. Okay. We should probably move on. Yeah. Do you have any uh, 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 numbers? uh, 36 million budget. So far worldwide, 21 million. Okay. Projected between 30 and 40 million. In the opening weekend? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't remember if it's forever or not. But no, it shouldn't be forever. Yeah. That's usually just the opening weekend. Got it. We contributed, yay. <laughs> it, definitely. It has, I, so we had a full theater. We did. Yeah, I was surprised because we got there kind of, not late, but during the previews. Mm-hmm. and We had some weird previews. It was yeah. a crazy preview trailer experience. Well, we can't get into that. Right. We're out of time, but... Uh, the theater was already dark is the point. And then when the lights came on, everyone got up and I was like, oh, shit, it was full. Like, I didn't realize how full it was because we got there in the dark. <laughs> I could definitely tell just from all the chatter, which this is my <laughs> PSA before we move to the next segment. The movie theater is not an invitation to share your thoughts about the movie <laughs> publicly. Hence don't just silent your phones silent your mouths (laughs) please be quiet (laughs) it's okay to occasionally maybe lean in and whisper let's say once or twice during the movie and hopefully it's during a loud part of the movie and you're whispering still in that person's ear but it's not an invitation to giggle and have a conversation during a movie okay i've been i've been experiencing it too frequently i agree so Exercise a little common courtesy. If you don't know what common courtesy is, ask your mother. (laughs) And with that, we will see you on the other half. All right, and we're back. This is Heike Book Club with Zeleny and Cameron, and we are covering A Star is Born. And now we're going to have spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie, you should... Turn Stop around, here. don't drown. Yeah, turn around, <laughs> don't drown in spoilers. And and this movie is kind of easily spoiled, so sorry. Sure, yes, <laughs> yes, very. Which I'm surprised. I'm happy. I, I actually, so it, it was like I was torn as a Gaga fan to like listen or see every trailer or see every little leak or every <laughs> little, hear every little song. But... 
I decided against it. I'm I'm generally like I'm I'm good with like a trailer or two, but after that I don't like more oh, sure. to dig deeper. Even I didn't look up too many interviews with her or like anything in depth, even though she hasn't said anything that revealing, obviously. Uh-huh. But you know, I just I was trying to stay away from it but still be aware. It was like having it was a balance. I think that's so interesting. It's different from how I I tend to love the interviews. I love watching mm. them on the uh, late show with yeah, Colbert yeah. or the Tonight Show with Fallon. I just love watching how they talk about it and how they present the movie. But also, and this is a good point to I think maybe segue into the plot of the movie. I I enjoy kind of watching the buildup and the media the media buildup that is very clearly orchestrated when yeah. you have a blockbuster. <laughs> right. And to me, that's just interesting. And in this movie, we see all of that being very clearly shown. Yeah. Like all of that, those are all very important milestones. And themes. Right. And checkpoints yeah. in the movie. Mm-hmm. Just like it's commentary partially on I agree. That, that stuff. I think it's, oh yeah. And I really think that it takes the message that La La Land was going for and yeah. uh, I did magnifies think- it. I did think of La La Land a bit mm-hmm. in some in some ways, especially towards the end. I thought, I mean, we're kind of jumping around, but it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> like towards, Wait, you're gonna start with the end. Well, <laughs> whatever. Just towards the end, I just thought maybe it was gonna end like La La Land, in that uh, he would leave her, yeah, all douchebaggery type and. Just leave to type. <laughs> just leave with no, you know, to for her career bullshit. And then, you know, they would maybe see each other again, maybe not, but not get together. You know, I, I just expected. Oh, am I spoiling La La Land? Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I expected more of a La La Land type ending. Oh, but then it was way darker. So. Way darker. <laughs> uh, and it doesn't pick you back up, sadly. Right. <laughs> So I think that it is trying to get at what is lost in the process of creating a star. Yeah. What is at stake? What in terms of talent, in terms of artistry and truth, what do you lose in the attempt to you know, package a, an, an artist in the way that makes them the most universally consumable for the American audience. Yeah. Well, that's a good segue into one of my main points I had written down. Oh, great. Well, just about just the general themes of fame and selling out and then drugs. Mm. (laughs) Lots of things, but (laughs) just kind of... Well, let's start uh, with fame and selling out. Okay, okay, yeah. So I just... I personally lately have been thinking about when, especially because you are so quick to say someone's selling out <laughs> that I've lately just watch me I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna get my degree and then get <laughs> so. right exactly no I've just lately <laughs> felt like I think people are too hard on artists and people on s- for selling out hmm. and that it's a necessary thing that artists have to do to fund what they really want to do or to get to the place they want to get to when they can. And it's perfectly exemplified with Gaga's own career. Right. When she wrote 
she had pop dance music for a long time. Ra, and then she ra, and then she was able to do whatever the fuck she wanted. She did jazz, she did folk, she did, you know, she did this now. And who knows what the next album is. So it's it's you just have to go through it at some point. Or you get lucky and you do something cool and artistic and independent like the Whiplash guy and La La Land mm. director. And then the money runs out and you want to do another thing, but it's not happening right now. So, <laughs> you, you know. So you go to do space movies? Yes. So <laughs> it's just I think people are too hard on that. I think it's. I think we, the public always wants celebrities to be like a brand. And we see this a lot in the movie, like a very consistent and neat and one dimensional person. Like, I feel like. You think the expectations are unreal? Yeah, I feel like it's, it's dumb. Like, like the way she had to have orange hair, like you have to have something physical that's a, a thing that you always like ariana grande had to have a ponytail like forever and her hair all broke off because of it <laughs> well not really but you know it's <laughs> like it's it's so taylor swift had to have the long curly blonde hair yeah it's it's so like superficial and like basic that we have to have a mold that this person like lady gaga starting out like she had what well, had to be weird. She had to be crazy. And it's that was her thing. Like, I just hate that you have to be like one thing. Hmm. And you just have to because it's like it, once if you start being multidimensional, people get confused unless they you're do. unless you're already like established like Gaga is now or whoever. And you can do whatever. But you really can't to like get the people to know you. And that I hate that. Hmm. I hate that. I hate that people can't change on different days, <laughs> you know? So I love how this movie uses the character Bradley Cooper plays. Jackson. What's his name? Jackson, uh, Jackson Maine. Maine. So Jackson, Jack in the movie, he, he's clearly been through all of this already. Yeah. He, he's done the cycle that Allie. Well, that leads to the drugs part. Right. So <laughs> I, I think there's something interesting in showing how that one character he's washed out, right? He's, he's kind of done and over it and he just wants to do whatever he can to stay true to his music. And he, there's this beautiful scene, right? Where they're outside of uh, this building about to go downstairs and then they, they have them in front of this billboard and he goes Mm -hmm. just, pay like pay attention to this moment and don't lose yourself because everybody's listening right now and they won't be forever. Yeah. And and he just was, I really liked that he kept trying to give her these nods to say like, don't lose your roots in all of this spectacle being created around you. I think she listened. I think she did like too. She, and that's when I'm like, I, I'm okay with an artist selling out a bit if they don't lose themselves mm-hmm. like and they come back, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think she this character was deep enough to like get that and close enough to Jackson to understand like she understood. It was cool how he played this mentor role mm-hmm. for her 
during the process and how he, he would always come back with some kind of very wise comment uh, and advice for her before she made whatever the next step was. Mm-hmm. It's just sad that, I don't know, I didn't like that producer character. Which one? Um, I can't remember his name. The, the brother character. or the other? Not the, the brother, the younger guy. I, I forgot his name. Who said, like, this is what I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> I make people. Right. <laughs> I, I get that, but also I'm... And this goes for, like, the whole movie. I feel like it didn't go stereotypy ever for me because I kept expecting, like, stereotypical things to happen based on what was happening. And then it would become, like, it would be real instead of being mm-hmm. this, like, over... Like, I expected that producer guy to go crazy. And, see, I was expect <laughs> I'm comparing it a lot to... Rock of Ages, which is like a super campy version <laughs> very, of this. yes. It's like a very campy... I mean, Jackson Maine is a very, like, real <laughs> version of Stacey Jacks, <laughs> Tom Cruise's character. That's so true. You know, and then how in that one, they sell out to be like a boy band, and it's ridiculous. Like, I expected, like, Gaga to be ridiculous, doing something crazy. But yeah. no, she was, like, okay with it, and, like still part of it and right and it was cool that she made that choice to send out the dancers yeah saying no 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 i don't need the dancers for this routine i'm just gonna do me yeah the producer gets all pissed behind the scenes but it showed that she was trying to stay true to herself as an artist and i i think that she she did compromise but not as much as we might normally expect i expected the movie to get dramatic and, and be like oh she's doing ridiculous stuff now and not mm-hmm. being herself. I expected a lot more stereotypes along the way than, and then well, it kept proving me wrong. I'll tell you one stereotype that was there for me what? was the SNL scene. Which one? Uh, just when they were on SNL. Oh, oh. And I don't think that's stereotypical. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. To me it is just because I, I've seen plenty of the new artists go on SNL and they do very flashy routines well, like but that. that's real I, that's yeah. what i mean like i expected more like over the top to prove the point instead of going the realism route like oh. for example also when was it oh, there were so many times when i expected something more dramatic to happen but it was more like the real version of that like i definitely expected her to leave him or for them to have some misunderstanding that like they broke and they break up I expected that for sure. I did expect them to break up at some point. Yeah, like I kept expecting things that were like more cliche. I also expected a montage and I never actually got We got one. It was like a half montage. (laughs) And then it ended up going into being an actual like scene scene of them singing on stage. But see, like it kept defying expectations. I agree. Yeah. So I think this is a point where I want to bring in my comment about the pacing of the movie Mm -hmm. because we're talking about the stages of the movie and how every scene is sort of this next buildup in this uh, person's career, her, her starting career as a musician. And so she goes through all of the very typical moves. She 
she she's seen on stage, right? And then that clip from somebody in the front row of her at this festival or concert ends up going viral. Yeah. And so the viralness and all the views and all the algorithm, <laughs> right. which is a wonderful scene, by the way. Scene, it was yeah. so funny. Okay, I'm just going to say this movie, like I laughed so much at least in the first 20 minutes. It was similar to what other movie did I laugh at a lot? I can't remember. There was some movie back in last end of last year I was laughing a lot in. But I can't remember. Anyway, I was laughing so much at the beginning of this movie. So the humor was really on point. And we so we see the stages. She uh, after the viral moment, she is invited to come on tour. So they see her more on stage. She starts writing an original song. She has a single. The single leads to, you know, album. an album Then she does the SNL um, debut, which is a really big deal. It's where you get to be exposed to a TV audience. So you can go from being a nobody to being known by millions. And so that's a pretty big deal. And then she did the, the did she do the late show as well? No, she didn't do any kind of those types of things. It was just doesn't know. But, and then she gets nominated. She gets the nominations Grammy. for, for the, Grammys. the Grammy. So she goes through, she, it's a very ideal form of somebody who has talent yeah. of like being immediately and it, but it still happens it does sometimes. happen so just what i wanted to comment on all of this uh, was that the pacing for it for me and it's weird because the movie felt long it did feel yeah, long so i don't does. i don't exactly know how i could fix this if i was the you know involved in this but i did feel like there were certain landmarks or in her career in the movie or even at the beginning that were a little quick yeah. For me. Well, I feel like and I like had there a, weren't as much obstacles for her to get them as I would have liked. That's true. I had a point of like I feel like it was very subtle in in general in its exposition of anything. Hmm. So like time was going by like a lot of time it seemed and we didn't know how long. Yeah. Like I kind of I appreciate it and I was not confused, but I was like surprised. I was surprised by it, but I I'm also like that's kind of interesting because I don't see that very often in movies. Movies, I feel like sometimes like want to hit you over the head with exposition, right? Like lines <laughs> that they do. No, they do. It's just funny the way you said it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> they do hit me over the head. And it hurts. <laughs> well, they they have like these lines. It's like the cues. It's like why can't you do that? Oh, because you're my dad. What? Mm-hmm. And it's like. They have to over say everything. Yeah, exactly. But I liked how, like, the Dave Chappelle character, they didn't really say who he was. Mm-hmm. To him. Like, that kind of stuff, like... It had a realness to it, yeah, right? Yeah, it, it made it a lot more real and subtle, and I appreciate that. And same thing with the timeline. Like, we don't know if a week went by, month. Sometimes we did, but it was, like, yeah. very subtle. Yeah. And it was, like, it sort of drove your attention to what's more important hmm. instead of worrying about numbers yeah kind of i want to ask you a question yeah do how do you feel about the pacing of them falling in love i thought it was maybe that's the one cliche because i thought it was like very typical like in a lot of romance movies and this is definitely a romance movie that it was like the one day thing yeah and but that's typical look at the shirt i'm wearing it's titanic (laughs) and hollywood typical yeah every romance it was very rom it's not even hollywood romeo and juliet you know it's like i get that shakespeare and shit but it's 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 shakespeare's hollywood 
Hollywood is Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I thought it was fast, but normal for Hollywood <laughs> for a movie. Okay. You know? You're trying to justify it. <laughs> I'm, I think it's fast for a, yeah. a real life, for sure. Yeah. So, like, that. So, I was just going to say that's the part that's the least probably realism because it's very realistic in every other sense. I agree. And it, that was just what pulled me out um, at, in the beginning. But I was still. The acting was good enough for me and the shots were good enough for me. The scenes, the writing were, were all great. So I believed it. I convinced myself otherwise, but it was difficult for me in the first 20 minutes to really believe that these two people were falling in love yeah. the first night that they met. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It just felt, I, I felt like it was funny and I felt like I could actually hear some reactions in the audience a little bit of like how quickly they were touching each other and how there were moments where he would touch her without any kind of permission or anything. Mm-hmm. Those moments, they were they were super tender and they walked a thin line. In the end, I think that it worked, but they were risks. Yeah. For sure. So I I, I fell in love with Gaga from hearing her voice. So okay. that's some proof. Cool. <laughs> yeah. You know? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I see. I see where you're where you going. You know? Um, a couple of cool shots. Okay. So The part where she turns. When she's laying down? Song. Yeah. Yeah. That so was that, in the trailer. It was good. Oh, it was? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize. Very fast. So it's a definitely, it's a really good scene. And I like watching it from the perspective of the cuts because every cut really mattered. And because you have two things going on, you have, we're, we're really being introduced to Allie. Allie for her genuine self, we're being introduced to what her talent is. And we're also being shown Jack's uh, sensitive side. Yeah. Because we've otherwise we've really drugged and or drinking. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, we've only seen his brash sort of aggressive side. There's nothing yet that we really have to love about him. Yeah. But we see him open up. He becomes incredibly vulnerable. And throughout this sequence, it's getting closer and closer to Bradley Cooper. She's getting closer to him physically. And then she lays down on the bar top, le- leads her head back to look at the bar owner. Or her the club, friend. Her, oh, it was just her. Oh, okay. It was her friend. Her friend. Yeah. And then uh, before, right before she uh, gets up off the bar, she turns her head over to the side and it just holds for just the perfect amount of long time yeah. on her <laughs> looking right into the camera. Yeah. It looks like, and it's just all of a sudden you see the love that he's connecting to and it's really beautiful. She has incredible eye contact. Lady yeah. Gaga, she, <laughs> she follows with a laser focus and there were definitely a couple of scenes where I was watching her eye movement. So incredibly locked onto uh, Bradley Cooper's eyes it was phenomenal. Yeah. Really good stuff. And it's rare to see that, honestly, in a um, good movie. She's an actress. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And shout out to Shangela and Willem, who are girls from Drag Race. Oh, dra- yeah. Drag queens. From oh. Shangela was like the owner, kind of like the, the leader girl. She had like a short do. Right. And then Willem was the one with the boobs. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's great. They're both... Uh, Pretty, very successful drag race girls. Oh, that's phenomenal. I know. Gaga <laughs> asked for Angela, Angela to audition because... I was going to ask. She's in the scene and 
Gaga while back did her applause lyric video with a bunch of drag queens mm. and Shangela was in there. Maybe Willem was too. So she like Gaga knew them. So I wondered how they wrote this all into the movie. Uh, I don't imagine there was a drag sequence. I doubt it. No. Or undertone in the previous one. I think they're all pretty different mm-hmm. in like the details, like these, like every detail. So, right. But just like the overall plot points are there. Right. So it's very. I, I see. Yeah. So these are very much like. And that's very different. Shakespearean, right? Yeah. Taking. Yeah a template and then applying mm-hmm. it in different exactly uh, that's why it's like third it is a third remake but it's a kind of like it's fine it's it's very loose each time i feel like. i love the incorporation of drag culture i thought it was done very exquisitely i bet i don't know since she's she doesn't have a writing credit or anything but like Gaga came up in those mm-hmm. that culture. She's from New York City. She was in. Well, the that's com- what I was wondering. I'm yeah. wondering how much of say that she had in incorporating yeah. it. I wonder if maybe she talked about it as an idea or right. I don't know, but yeah, that's interesting because she's very much a drag person persona. Yeah, and obviously very LGBT activist. It's as something well. that's really interesting to me because I think Bradley Cooper really appeals to a more conservative audience, yeah. especially with something like American Sniper, right? Oh, yeah. So with a fake baby. Yeah. Never forget. And so <laughs> if if certain people are going to this movie to watch him, uh, I think that they're going to I think it's a really great way to expose them to uh, another way of American life. That's a good point. And the incorporation like the through line that drag plays in the movie is really cool because it comes back a couple of different times obviously i love when he writes on the fake boobs and then the yeah. fake boobs come back yeah. uh, that's <laughs> the really FaceTime call. yeah and that's really beautiful to me uh and then the there's a really delicate moment which maybe this was like a montage scene but when they are in the bathtub mm-hmm. and she is putting on the eyebrows. And so it's this callback to when they had first yeah. met and he was taking off her eyebrows and now she's putting them on him and dragging him up while they're in the bathtub. And we've done that before here on high key book club, well, not in the bathtub, not in the bathtub, but, but <laughs> the same, you know, act the same, yeah. the same gesture of love. <laughs> and I just really connected with it. I thought it was beautiful very gracefully done and something that it's refreshing to see that in a movie like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I thought any nudity and violence were pretty tastefully done as well. Mm. I expected a lot more of Gaga's boobs because she is, I don't mean like I did too, but (laughs) (laughs) she's liberal about showing her boobs. So Mm. I really expected her to be out there all the time with her boobs out. Well, I'm glad they did it. Yeah. It was tasteful. It was. And, and the sex scenes weren't yeah. that long. Yes, right? I agree. Because usually it's just like, what's the point of them being long? Yeah. Like, there's no point story-wise. There, there was only one, the, I think it was the first time that they were doing it, if you will, uh, that I was like, okay, great. This is going to be the sex scene. And then uh, it cut. And then it cut As, to them at breakfast. I love so, that. Luckily, it didn't drag on. They probably could have taken one of those shots out and I would have been still happy. But right. <laughs> you just don't need it for a story. You really don't. It's just we get it. As soon just, as they start kissing, we get yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so all that, you really have to do is touch. And then. <laughs> right. I appreciated that. And then also, I don't know that there was much profanity. 
Was yeah. this a PG-13 or rated R? I don't know, honestly. But they said fucking a few times, but mm-hmm. like in a, it made sense. I mean, for <laughs> being led by a drunken buffoon, right. more or less, <laughs> or a, a drunken sweetheart. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> not that much profanity that I can recall. So. Yeah, not really. That's good. Maybe uh, the only thing I'm thinking of maybe scenes with the brother since they were yeah. contentious, but not too bad. It just yeah, I, I'm I'm proud of them not being cliched again yeah. with the sex scene stuff. Not going over the top, cliche about it. Everything stayed like subtle mm-hmm. and real for the most part. There was a, a real sense. There's a cool sense of realness in yeah. this movie. And I, I really hope that this is just a trend that is happening. Yeah, you're right. We've talked about it a few times. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just think, I mean, honestly, I, I, I'm thinking that they're getting u- more youthful people, younger people in either the producer role Creating. or the DP role or whatever it is. But clearly they are understanding, I think, what it takes to get audiences to believe your work and they're making more of those creative choices. Yeah. So kudos to, to, to that aesthetic, to the DP. Um, on that note, a couple things. One, just, uh, I want to mention the opening shot. Do you remember the opening shot of this movie? Isn't it him on stage? Well, it is him on stage, but it's him going on stage and there's something very specific and key about the opening shot. No. Well, he does, but... But, then, but well, he does, but it's, uh, he actually has a pill in his hand. Oh, right. So, and it's within like the, it's like within two or three seconds. So I see, I saw I, it, that. it stood out to me because I mean, as a filmmaker, the uh, first shot is a very key shot and you can say a whole lot with that opening shot. And I thought that they were very explicit and clear with their opening shot um, by showing that he had a pill in his hand while he's walking on stage. And, and uh, then he's, uh, chases it with a drink it just that's, immediately that's bad yeah <laughs> it immediately shows us what it sets us up for what the core conflict in this movie is going to be yeah um right off the bat so that's very skillful and intentional and i wanted to just point that out secondly uh from i think i had really just two comments to make about the well maybe more about the director of photography the dp the cinematography Again, re- brought back the lens flare. Lot, yeah, lots was a of, lot lens of lens flare, flare, right? It's true. Did you think that well, the lens flare enhanced the aesthetic for this movie? I think it's fitting when a lot of it is about performers on mm-hmm. stage. It, I think it makes sense in that context a lot. I agree. And it show. I think it does something to show what it's like having those lights in your face yeah. all of the time as That's a performer. That's true. There was points where I was like blinded. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know what kind of lenses they were doing, but there were some moments, especially in that opening scene uh, with Jackson on stage. The lens flare was doing some really cool Mm. rows of lights that I had not seen before. So so it was hard for me to kind of figure out at what times maybe some of it was artificial, like done in post versus the actual lens. I would say a good amount. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. But I was that's That's interesting. That's the world we live in. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm gonna give it the benefit of the fit of the doubt and hope that it was all natural. But there were definitely times where I was like, I don't know want. how a lens can do that. <laughs> yeah, um, no. But whoever like planned all that, they did a really great job. And l- the second note on mainly on the uh, cinematography is that I, I mentioned this, and when we were watching the credits, 
the majority of this movie was handheld oh, right. camera operation. So that's very reminiscent of shows like The Office or Parks and Rec or reality TV. We've become very used to the idea of this slight camera movement. Uh, I think it does something to make it feel more real. Yeah. Right. So I think it played into what they were going for with the message of this movie. There was definitely moments where it felt a little bit like a vlog. Really? Yeah. Like cool. Not in quality. Well, no. Vlogs are high quality now. So yeah. But but yeah, there were moments maybe like because they're in the car or something. It felt more like vloggy. Yeah. <laughs> not like all the way. Just a little reminiscent of like that realism. Just like. Yeah. A real moment. For sure. Yeah. That's a, that's very interesting. There, yeah, I, I just felt like the majority of this movie was very handheld and it was made to feel like you're really close and intimate into these people's lives. There were only a handful of moments I can recall uh, a tripod or any kind of real steady mount. Yeah. Speaking of being close and intimate with them, I something I realized was missing, but I'm sure intentionally, but I'm not sure if I wanted to see it or I think it'd be interesting to see is we saw nothing of the public reaction to anything. So either to her, his career, her career or the incident at the Grammys. And I, I, I'm wondering, like, I feel like it wouldn't, it doesn't really fit the aesthetic, even though I'm sure you can find a way to make it kind of fit in some way, but they didn't show that at all. They didn't. And I'm, I'm, Assuming it's because they want to just make you close and intimate with just the people and knowing them as people instead of knowing them as their personas, whatever the public thinks of them. But like, I just think it's interesting they didn't show that. It is very interesting. And I think it's especially interesting right now in the trend of movies that we've been watching is usually such i mean the the case that comes to mind is gone girl where even though that's based off of a book media play and the public's uh, reaction public opinion plays such a uh, crucial role in that movie where here it's not it's only commented on if anything barely exactly it's it's not it doesn't play any kind of major factor in what happens and we don't get any exposure to the outside world they were very much isolated in this world that they are in yeah i feel like we would great point we might get a we might have if we had seen that we might have gotten a bigger sense of the stakes of Hmm. her career like being on the rocks we would definitely have that Instead of her point of view of it being okay, but like she's lying really. Well, like, no, and I agree. It makes me, because so much of the time I was wondering what people were actually thinking about Jackson. And like, this is set in 2018. Like, Twitter would have been crazy (laughs) if that happened. (laughs) Honestly, though, that was their one coincidence. I'm going to give him, that's the one coincidence this time of. No one stopping him going on stage. Yeah. And in a real award show, they'd be like. Yeah. And in a real award show, they would have dragged him <laughs> way off. Well, walking. even like just when he was at the stairs, they, oh, someone right, would have right. got, grabbed him. And right. some, it, probably someone on their team too. Not not like a security person, but like someone mm. on the, the mo- Jackson's the team or production Gaga's crew, yeah. team right. would have taken, you know. Exactly. <laughs> That's the one coincidence that was necessary for the plot. But like. 
That's one coincidence. That's a crazy sequence. It was really funny. It was incredibly awkward. Yeah. <laughs> um, it felt very real. And Halsey was there. Yeah, Halsey was the <laughs> award announcer. Yeah. It was it was very funny. Uh yeah, and unrealistic. Well, it was, no, it was scary. Especially was. after. That was scary. Well, mostly because I have vomit phobia and I was so scared that was gonna come, but it didn't. No vomit warnings here. Well, too bad. This is the spoiler part. So yeah. <laughs> um, we still had some discharge, which was disgusting. Right. <laughs> I, I I can't do vomit, so yeah. I'm fine with any other. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was just funny. Like if we saw that in real life, I don't think any fan would put up with it, and right. nobody in the uh, Grammy Academy, whatever it is, would. Also, I feel like that's another that. thing. Like, cause you you know that. The control room, is that what it's called? The camera Mm -hmm. would have, before even anything happened, they would have switched it or gone a commercial or anything, you know? Right, exactly. They know what they're doing. For sure. So that's their one coincidence. Okay, I'll take it. (laughs) And Uh, we also didn't see the public reaction, so maybe they didn't see. We don't know what they saw. Yeah. Because we don't know what the cameras cut or, you know? I don't know. Uh, hmm. That's why that piece, I'm like, that's a... It's mysterious just, piece of the puzzle. It's so confusing to me how he has so many fans, how he's being able to have these sold out concerts with the lifestyle that he lives. But he's well, I just I mean, he, he sounds good. Sure. Yeah, I, I think he sounds good. He performs like he did at the Grammys, too. Yeah. Uh, but I also <laughs> I forgot what I also thought. <laughs> oh, I get why he has fans because he he pulls it out. Yeah. But how is he like alive? <laughs> it's what I yeah. don't get. Yeah. Or like not fainted or something. Right. You know, it's like that's the weird part. To well, me. so he was he his hearing was deteriorating. Right. That was his. So big, that was his physical weakness. Yeah. But um, that had nothing to do with I, drugs. That's true. I honestly thought that that was going to play more of a role and it didn't in the end yeah in the end but at the same time i'm trying to exactly remember what the uh, timeline was that he had described regarding his childhood because he talked about how he would put what his head in the record player and that's how his hearing would get damaged when he was younger was that somehow correlated to the time that he said he almost hung himself but broke the ceiling fan that was when he was 13 and i think that was when his dad died mm. that makes sense i don't i think the record the stuff was like more the happy times with the dad i see and then the teens 13 was when the huh. dad died and maybe the parallel and maybe i'm just kind of drawing out here but maybe the parallel is the t- tendency for self-destruction and you know just totally submersing yourself in sound getting away from the rest of the world and then this idea that you can all just stop it immediately all with one swift action it was a funny description of how he told that story right and it was lighthearted. yeah and then it came back and then and it came it back and i did depressing and it was not like it was heavy hearted <laughs> yeah <laughs> right um so that was um that i mean that was monumental and it really or sorry you're gonna say something 
It was just it really showed how smart these screenwriters were mm-hmm. because they gave all of the clues that you yeah. needed so that anything that came it wasn't out of the blue per se or unexpected. It made sense. Yeah. Well, because I was honestly certain, like a hundred percent, he was just leaving mm-hmm. for her career bullshit, and I was like, ugh, typical. And then it was way worse. So, but it made sense based on the history and his illnesses he's facing and addictions and yeah. whatnot. It's yeah, it's a slippery road. Uh, that's another beautiful sequence um, that I recommend people go rewatch because how they cut from the moments of him in the house trying to decide to leave to uh, Gaga behind stage and then on stage yeah. uh, performing and just how they do those cuts in those two different mm-hmm. in, uh, spaces. It's really beautifully done. Um, it's really our climax. It is our climax, definitely. Uh, and on that note, there are a couple of just things like little details I want to mention that stood out to me. One was they they held extremely long on this one shot. And it's one of the shots that was clearly on a dolly. It was on a tripod. It's not handheld. Um, and maybe I don't I, I feel like their choice to put certain shots on a dolly or on a tripod were very important. They were so intentional that it was meant to really draw attention to whatever that moment was that they were showing because it draws that distinction that everything else is handheld. Um, so this shot was where he's in the garage and then he's walking very, very slowly over to the side table there in the garage. And it just holds for solid, maybe 10 or 15 seconds just on that table and we're like, what is happening? Like, what's going to happen? And it's so full of tension. It had me on the edge. Like, I don't know what's important. I couldn't make it out. I thought it was a it was gun. A belt. It was a belt that he had in his hand. Oh. Oh, he put it on the table, right? I guess. I thought so. Um, I can't exactly remember. Yeah. I remember it It shows the shot of the belt in his hand. It's like a close up and That's then it true. follows the belt. So definitely already when I saw the belt, and the loop that it was in, right. we already are getting hints, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? We're, yeah, we're um, when we got over to the table, and it holds there for a very long time, I couldn't make out what was on the table. There was something shiny, and I thought maybe that was a gun, but then eventually I was able to make out that it was a hammer. Um, mm-hmm. But then after it holds, and it's still holding on it, we just see his hand come down from the top, and he's putting his hat oh, yeah. on the table. And to me, it's a, it, it was just it was so beautiful, and it showed a whole lot. It, it showed obviously that now, like it indicated that he had to take his hat off in order to actually right, right, right. Uh, tie the noose around. But then I don't know what else it's showing. <laughs> well, just like an ending. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of like, yeah, like he's done with this. He's done with this character. Yeah. So that shot to me was just a very beautiful shot because I'm all about long shots and this Mm -hmm. movie's full of long shots actually and that's something I appreciated especially in some tender conversations the Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper were having they would really hold on the moments that they were uh, talking rather than trying to cut back and forth to reactions Mm -hmm. from the others so that was something I definitely noticed that was great and effective it is long shots are rare in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And, and then my last note about that ending sequence is that it goes from, I think, a shot of the garage 
and we see the dog outside and then we see just a faint bit of his arms Mm -hmm. dangling. And then I'm pretty sure that it cuts from that to almost completely black with just whatever is in the middle of the frame red. And it's, it's just a like outdoor light to uh, the building, to the house. I thought it was like ambulance lights. Well, it, it does. It ends up. Oh, so oh. there's just like this one red light that's like on their patio it, or something yeah, yeah. like that. So it's like their outdoor patio. Mm-hmm. But yeah, everything else, though, is black. And then it's like a slow move in. And then we start seeing the mm-hmm. uh, ambulance lights flashing. But I, I loved just that cut to just that red because it was very symbolic for me to communicate what actually happened. Right. Yeah. And obviously the ambulance lights bring it home. Right, right, right. So very artistic choices. Yeah. Well, and again, subtle. Yeah. And not like hitting you over. Like, I don't right. I don't think I ever found out where they were, like what city they were. <laughs> right. And and it didn't matter. You right. know, it was like not important. So stuff like that. It's just like normally movies expose you and they're like, we're in New York. We're in L.A., whatever. So that was cool. It's just Again, it, subtlety. Yeah, it goes back to how it just doesn't matter. Just like how yeah. knowing what the public's reaction to all of this, it, it doesn't matter yeah. for, for, for this, this story. story. Yeah. And then I guess it's a good thing to wrap on, wrap up on is her ballad that they're calling her like her I will always love you moment mm. from, you know, Whitney Houston. I will always love you. Close. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll always yeah. love that you. one because that's from the bodyguard uh, you know bodyguard uh, i haven't seen it but i'm familiar with its cultural landmarkness okay you know it's whitney houston yeah does and she act in it she's a star oh, she's the bodyguarded <laughs> <laughs> is it patrick swayze no or I don't know who it is, but it's like about a famous lady and well, Whitney Houston basically and falling in love with her bodyguard. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Okay. It's supposed to be a really good and romantic movie. Mm. And that's where I Will Always Love You comes from. Mm. She sings that in in that movie. I see. I actually yeah. didn't realize that song was so tied to a, movie. a blockbuster. Yeah. Yeah. So similarly, I think they're trying to push this ballad out to be like a radio I see. song. Makes sense. And yeah, I mean, and I was like, cause this song starts very, uh, I'm not good at music, but is it falsetto-y? Like where it's very, <laughs> it's like high up when you like sing, breathe kind of, you know? Maybe. <laughs> you know. I don't know these terms, no. You, you sing. I'm not a musician. You I sing. You literally sing. But I don't read music. I can't say like when it says this. Well, I, I don't know what a falsetto is, is what I'm trying to say. Well, it's like when you don't sing from your stomach, you sing from like up here. Your throat. Yeah. What is that? Whatever that throat is. Throat singing. Well, whatever that is, she does that for the beginning. Mm. Like she doesn't sing like, oh, she sings like, oh, mm-hmm. like that beautifully, obviously not shitty like me, but. I was like waiting. I was like, okay, this is because I hadn't heard it yet because I was waiting. And I was like, this ballad better have her belting it out because Gaga, this is, you know, 
And then she did. So I was happy. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. That's why I think I like shallow so much because it's her being very belty. She does. She belted out. Oh, and I'm so glad. It's so good. I love shallow so much. It's the Gaga signature, right? That's yeah. her brand. Oh, my God. She's just her rah, voice. Rah, is, rah, rah. Her voice is so amazing. Mm-hmm. It moves me always. You know, it's insane. <laughs> but yeah, I was happy the ballad. She belted it out there, too. Yeah. Any uh, last thoughts, I guess, uh, either about the movie or the ending? I don't think so. I mean, it was a sad ending, but it's a realistic movie. So that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. And also, you can probably assume her career went very far, especially after that performance. Right. So I saw it was like this character was inspired by Kurt Cobain from very early on. I don't think it was like carried through very literally or anything, but it makes sense. I think it's also sadly a common situation a lot of artists find themselves in young and old yeah um well kurt cobain is like the epitome of somebody who was not selling out (laughs) you know he was like i'm not gonna do it and as soon as that that they did it he's like nope fuck it (laughs) and it's too sad um i i I really i think it's just a testimony though of like it, it it can be too quick like the fame can come too fast yeah I, I really like the idea of a slow drip when it comes to stardom. Well, I think everyone does. And I feel like there is a happy medium mm-hmm. that you that people reach at some point. Hopefully sometimes. Kesha is kind of like. No, like, she's she's still pretty known. Oh. And no, I would say like maybe a small ish YouTuber level of fame where it's like you can go out and live your life and be happy. Mm-hmm. But you're still making money, yeah. you know, yeah, okay. or whatever equivalent that is to like a a small actor like let's say i don't know someone like darcy the girl that plays janet in the good place okay like she's known and loved but she's not like necessarily she's not like Kristen Mm, bell right so it's like i feel like there's a sweet spot that a lot of people get to and then pass it a lot of the time or don't yeah but it's hard when you get to those like you can't go anywhere yeah I mean, which you should see in the movie. And Lady Gaga did talk about... I did see an interview where she said she relates a lot and equally to both characters, which makes sense since she's, like, more a veteran now in music. She relates a lot to Jackson, too, Mm -hmm. because she's very famous and, Mm -hmm. you know, has gone through the whole machine. I loved that uh, one of the things that they were playing up uh in the early part was him always having to deal with people taking photos of yeah. him without permission and when gaga yeah. is like <laughs> there exactly <laughs> yeah i know nobody cares about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just funny um and it's i mean i think it's a good brief but important message it about is. decency when it comes for to sure. uh knowing like how to ask for permission and not just like straight up <laughs> i agree you know I Don't be star so starstruck that you're like, oh, I got to get this moment. Yeah. And and the whole selfie culture now has kind of made a, made it really weird mm-hmm. because it makes it very like this is a zoo animal yeah. exhibit. <laughs> you know, yeah. let me take a picture with it. It's dehumanizing. It really is. And it's so common now to just I I tried to make a pact with myself, which I never meet famous people. So it's 
a useless pact, but... You met Mondo. That was a long time ago. And he's not... See, he's a good level of fame. <laughs> um, no, like, I made a pact with myself to not ask for a picture or take a picture right away and just tell them something I would like to tell them. Good. Instead, you know? That's so inspiring. <laughs> I don't get to use it, but <laughs> if I did... That's what I would do. <laughs> and when I met Tyler Oakley, he's the only famous person I think I've met after I made this pact. And I told him, you're the only one that understands my love for Gaga. Oh. Because <laughs> he does. That's so great. And he he got it. He was like, yes. Yeah. Did you take a photo? Yes. After yes. that. And then, yeah, asked for a photo, but nicely. I don't know. It's just like mm -hmm. something about Telling something because it's so easy to just be like picture and then take a picture and leave run away because you're nervous and I am. But I'm just like, just say one thing to them. That's like, yeah, real <laughs> or like I'm afraid of giving somebody my phone saying, here, take this picture and they and run away. <laughs> oh, that's my fear. Well, oh, wow. <laughs> oh, God. Um, maybe I should start thinking of that. But no, my fear, only my fear is I, I give them the camera and then it pops up saying, you don't have enough space oh, to take this. Oh, well, role. girl, I had to literally that moment when I knew I was like, I'm probably going to meet him after this panel. Um, Were you deleting photos? Uh, no, I the... fucking I deleted Facebook. And oh. I that's when I deleted Facebook, the Facebook app. And I haven't gotten it since. Oh, yeah. that's that's funny. So I like thinking that I have to prepare. I have to like delete Instagram, like uh, delete everything that's big. Yeah. And then deal with it later. I just love thinking because I've noticed a couple of things like that recently in my life where I make a one small decision based on some other circumstance oh, I needed uh -huh. in that, just in that moment. But it's something that ends up sticking around. Yeah. And uh, yeah, something that I mean, yeah, I don't miss it. Yeah. So really dark ending. We've talked a lot about the pacing and about the ending. I was just going to say that I think that it's very fitting for the way that this movie was structured. And I really liked how they wrapped it up. It wasn't like a black Klansman type of, this is kind of spoiler, but uh, it wasn't like a black Klansman type moment where I felt like the resolution, the ending of it was just dragging on, dragging on, dragging on. Mm. They wrapped it up and it was just, we, we get our climax. We get what happens. Uh, we get a, short scene of her breaking down and yeah. then uh it goes into the it, final song i could have seen it not like i wanted it i didn't want this but because the ballad hadn't happened yet but it i could have seen in some dramas them ending it on just the ambulance lights oh yeah i could see that if it was going very drama yeah and like depressing but also we still hadn't had our ballad yet so that I'm, I mean, I'm glad i'm definitely glad they didn't yeah yeah, yeah. i didn't want that i just could see them deciding yeah that. we needed some resolve for sure but like sometimes they just like to fuck with you and cut it <laughs> yeah they did it they ended it with a flashback and then what at the end she looks in the camera i don't remember i feel like the last shot is that she she ends up looking in the camera as she's like holding that note and mm. then ends She's looking right at us and it goes black. Um, I have a feeling. So there's like those two moments where Gaga looks us in the eyes, breaking the whatever that fourth wall, fourth wall, is, yeah. <laughs> whatever that is, whatever that wall is. <laughs> um, so anyways, I just wanted to comment on that, that the ending was fitting and I, I appreciated that it wrapped it up uh, very well. It didn't try to give us this extra story of what happened to her life afterward yeah, and yeah, yeah. all that kind of stuff. But 
I say we can, uh, or I would, I interpret and assume her career keeps going. Yeah, since, definitely. And she becomes very successful. Right. And she's this featured in the yeah. tribute to him. It does suck. It made me realize another thing about famous people. It must really suck when someone famous dies and for their family, they have to hear their songs everywhere. That was a very subtle moment that they were talking about. You're right. But it's like, whoa, you're right. Because the mm. people play it constantly, you know? And Man, it's, some of the scenes in this movie were great in terms of, like, conversations that yeah. revealed some sort of truth about fame yeah. that it's hard for the average person to understand. Yeah, it's something I'd never thought about. That's a great example. At all. Man, oh, my goodness. Especially a musician because they can play songs, but even, like, famous I'm thinking like um, like Paul McCartney has to listen to the Beatles songs, thinking mm-hmm. that these so- like two of the main people that helped write and record these songs aren't even here anymore. Yeah, I mean it's it sucks. Like lots of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just had Mac Miller passed away. Lots. I mean, it happens all the time, and mm-hmm. I never thought about mm-hmm. that aspect. Because uh, if they're an older musician. It might be someone you don't hear their songs often. And then because they pass away, it's like, oh, it becomes back in the political, I mean, political, public landscape. Well, I think it speaks Aretha to... Aretha. Yeah. Recently. I think it speaks to the... I'm trying to say lifelessness, but to... The dehumanization. It speaks to human- the... <laughs> dehumanization. No, 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 no. No, no, no. no. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to say it speaks to the... L- immortalness of songs of music how genuine music will live on yeah past a person's that's life. a positive way to look at it yeah. i'm I trying think. to end our podcast on a positive <laughs> note i mean it was a good movie it was, yeah. it was it was it was a drama it was sad but the music was really beautiful i mean gaga's a great singer bradley cooper did a great job singing as well i don't know it was very real it was and i enjoyed it i think it. that's what it did best I enjoy. It. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, I it was a movie that you know, I, I I didn't have the same type of eager anticipation right. leading up to it like <laughs> you did. But uh-huh. that said, uh, being there with you obviously made me really excited for it. And from <laughs> the very excited. first shot, I was locked in. Yeah. Like it was a story that captivated me, and I didn't look away. I didn't want to stop watching it at any point. There wasn't really yeah. a point that I got bored or anything. So I do think good. she's gonna get that Oscar. I was going to ask noms. Any non, nom ideas? Not necessarily for actress because just because the competition is crazy, mm-hmm. she she might get a nom. I hope so. But I can't. I, I have no idea. I can never tell yeah. what good acting is to Oscar. Right. You know, I don't get it. What about Bradley Cooper? I think he could get it. I mean, he did a good accent. I, <laughs> um, I think he could get a nom for sure. But I'm, I'm, I'm wanting that egot. So for sure. Uh, <laughs> but she could get the uh, nom I, for a song. Right. I'm very much banking on her getting the Oscar for a song because since she co-wrote, she can claim it. So, and that can be our O. Best original song. Our O. <laughs> <laughs> because that's great. Yeah, I'm excited because. Usually, I feel like the music categories at the Oscars aren't that competitive. And also, like, there's usually one or two songs, usually, like, two songs that are, like, major. And, like, and then the rest are kind of, they just had to fill a category. (laughs) Because, you know, sometimes it's so random. 
You're so humble. What? <laughs> it's the truth. And and you always kind of know it's like the big musical of the year that yeah. gets it, you know? Right. City La of La Land, yeah. <laughs> Whoever, yeah. Who, who was this year? It was whatever, but... I mean, it was Remember Me. Oh, yeah. See, you always know which one <laughs> it's going to be. Like, come on. Yeah. So I really Glory. hope... See, right? Yeah, that was the year. So I'm hoping this is that one. You know, John Legend is EGOT. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he's the most recent. Right. Yeah. We talked about that, I think, in the last yeah. episode. I'm great for him. I'm happy. He's, yeah. he's very talented. And I hope Gaga can I hope so too. Uh, join that club sometime. I mean, she hasn't done musical theater, but she could. And she could. If she just needs the right project and she can get a Tony. It's fine. And yeah, I, I think for the music, it's the best chance we have at an O. Cool. So I'm excited for that. Oh, yeah. It better. Or, or else they're going to get some fury from the fans. Yeah, Lady Gaga fans be are be brutal. Just saying. I'm very moderate. Compared. Well, it would be ridiculous for her than for them to not get a nomination. Yeah. I, I, well, they'll definitely get a nom yeah, but for music. We but don't know if they'll win. I don't even yeah. know what the competition is, though. Me neither. I mean, we haven't even really wrapped up the season yet. So. Yeah, not at all. So we'll, we'll see. see. <laughs> That's exciting. Yeah. Sad. I had something else I was wanting to say, but I can't remember. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. Okay. So that brings us to the end of oh this episode. God. So good. This was great. It was so great Ooh. to be back here with you, Zeleni. Yes. Did you enjoy yourself? I did. This did you is have fun a great talking? comeback to come back to because, <laughs> or movie yeah. to come back to because, you know, I've been waiting for it and she's my favorite artist, I think, ever. Mm-hmm. So that's great. Yeah. And I'm so happy that you get to see somebody who is a real idol for you yeah. to make a new big move to reinvent themselves mm-hmm. again and be successful at it. Because mm-hmm. I thought very early on when this got announced i thought i I could see it as being more like a casual or like a movie that's not taken seriously if it was bad like because i I didn't know if it was good or not yet it hadn't premiered or anything so i was like oh it could people might not like it it might not be critically good and i'm glad critics are responding really well so they are that's it's and it was good quality so it was it was like a serious film. You know, I, I could have seen it go like more campy or it could have. stereotypical. And they cliche. could have, you know, they could have not taken risks. Yeah. They they could had uh, st- steered on the safe side with certain choices. Be very cliche and stereotypical. Right. Um, I think that they they were so good at taking on a couple of really big sensitive topics, setting fame aside because uh, we've really exhausted that topic. I think that they covered drug addiction very well with with great sensitivity and as well as suicide. Yeah. <laughs> I just realized, not to drag this on, but a point about the when he goes to the, I guess it's an NA or AA, AA meeting. Yeah. Well, he's like in a place, though, like a rehab he place. Is. I mean, that was, to me, uh, another example of it kind of moving too fast mm-hmm. in that segment. I would have liked them to see them. Uh, hold on to that a little bit longer because I don't think that it's quite as quick or easy as they have depicted it. And I mean, he didn't seem to really have any too like well, withdrawal but that issues. Was like right two on- months later. Yeah, I guess you're right. It just skipped. Yeah. Yeah. Those parts. But yeah, they did a, a great job of covering those topics, which are important. They're very real. And I think that this is the kind of movie that we want to see uh, bringing those issues to light. Yeah. 
I agree. So this has been a wonderful episode, and I have yeah. really enjoyed coming back to the big microphone show with you. Yes. Uh, do we have any kind of shout outs yeah. to end on? I can give a quick shout out to Alex, who is a friend, and he follows Haiki on Twitter. And hey. he is the only person I know in real life that's not like someone I watch or something that loves Lady Gaga a lot. Nice. And he when we were when we went to see the Joanne World Tour, he was he was there in a not w- with our seats, but somewhere else. And he helped us n- to tell us when she was coming on soon. And we were able to make it on time because he told us a good yeah with good timing when she was coming out man thank you so much alex (laughs) you i actually told that story today to one of my coworkers. (laughs) it's just i will never forget it It, the timing was so perfect yeah basically he was already there and we were running late that day we because we decided that day we were going we got the tickets that day from a friend Mm -hmm. and it was it was all very spontaneous so we weren't really ready to do this so we were running late we were missing the opener and everything and i found out he was there and i was like hey please text me Mm -hmm. updates about when she's coming on and he did when the timer came up that it was like 10 minutes to go and then we got there in like I 10 just, minutes. I remember it was funny. You know, I, I, I run over to the parking garage mm-hmm. that I work at on East Austin, park in there, and then I call a lift really quickly. I was able to set it up. And this was in the early days of me using Lyft. I think this may have been like my first or second it Lyft. It was like this year. I, I know, I know, but still <laughs> like, yeah, I'm ancient. So... <laughs> But but it was like really quick and uh, we jumped into the lift. The lift got us there quickly. And I remember it looked like a ghost town because I was like, where are all the lines? Where are yeah. all the people? I, yeah, I was like, did we already <laughs> miss the show or are we on the wrong day or what? And then we get we have no problem getting through security. We go straight up. And then as soon as we get in there, it's it's like pitch black in the in the stadium. And it's a giant indoor stadium where all of the seats are just packed and everyone is there's this like crescendo of loudness and applause happening because we got right into that stadium when it's the clock hit like 59 seconds yes and it's like a minute it was amazing we got to our seats at the perfect time and if only everything could be timed so i know right it was one of those moments where it's like satisfying like exactly the right time but it's thanks to alex for yeah letting us know thank you alex to time it right so you're a key part of that story Thank you, Alex, for liking any of my Gaga tweets. And I like all his Gaga tweets. And, you know, we just, we get it. Very cool. Well, that's good. What's your final grade? A plus. I give it an A. Oh, you ho. Oh. The monsters are going to come for you. Oh, my gosh. The monster from the monster ball. Yeah, like, those are what Gaga's fans are called. Little monsters. Well, that's news to me. (gasps) I see them coming. (laughs) Zeleni, Zeleni, we got to go. If you want to contact us, you have any thoughts about a star is born? Uh, I'm over here being <laughs> attacked by little monsters. Yes, and and all you can tell is where to find us. Yes, you can email us at hikingbookclub at gmail If you have any requests, I really, I'm really hoping to do Harry Potter next, uh, the first movie. Harry Sorc- Potter, the Sorcerer's Stone, because. I say it's spooky and we'll argue on the podcast whether it is or isn't, but I will give my points there. And then we have more spooky related things coming because it's that 
time of the month. So. Ooh. And or that not that time of the month that time month, of the year. Time of the year. <laughs> that month of the year. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you can tweet us at Haggy Book Club or Instagram us at Haggy Book Club. And you'll be hearing from us. <laughs>